0: Hello all, you are listening to KBO Portland, 90.7 FM on your radio dial. Tonight's episode features Portland poet Ross Robbins and me, Patrick Bocard, your board op and host. Tonight is the first show I'm hosting without Walt Curtis, and I hope to keep to his traditions of fun, chaos, and poetic enlightenment. Perhaps tonight's show isn't chaotic enough or fun enough the way Walt would have liked. And I do go on a tangent about interstellar drug ring novels at one point in my discussion with Ross, but I hope I can stay true to Walt's goal of bringing diverse poetic voices to the Kabu airwaves. Who knows, perhaps even Walt will have a say in the end. Here goes. And tonight, tonight we have Ross Robbins. That's me. From, from Portland. Ross Robbins is the author of the three EPs, Two Plum Press 2018 and All in Black Blood, My Love Went Writing, Two Plum Press 2014 as well. In 2024, Two Plum Press will publish Ross's new collection, The Book of Definitions, Ross lives in Portland with his husband, their tortie cat, and their Boston Terrier, respectively Clay, Biscuit, and Trisket.
1: <laughs> Trisky Bear. And Hello. Hi, hey Ross.
0: What have you been up to for the last... Probably, maybe five years. Five I'm, years I, or so, yeah. I haven't seen you read in, in a long time, and that's mostly my fault.
1: Well, it's okay. It's it's most probably mostly my fault. I haven't, I sort of uh, disappeared from the public eye. Well, there was that whole pandemic thing. Oh, yes. Um, I played literally a thousand hours of the the new Animal Crossing game. Well, it's not so new anymore, but, and uh, pretty much just hid in my apartment for two and a half years during COVID and uh let's see what else i got sober somewhere in there and uh i'm working in the mental health field now yeah you know
0: a lot a lot has changed a lot has changed are you still publishing poetry i am still doing readings
1: um you know i will be um valentine's day when the new book releases i will be having a release party and i'm i'm getting ready to start the the reading series back up again and i feel like there aren't enough poetry readings in portland these days they are
0: there are not there if are it several. is to be
1: it is up to me
0: <laughs> there, there are several but yeah there are not enough right no, now.
1: no never in enough
0: my, in my opinion. and it's yeah. good, none of them none of them actually start when i need them to start like two or two in the afternoon right right, right when i get off work.
1: <laughs> yeah that would be nice i'm too old to be out at 9:30 p.m
0: yeah I, I, I don't know i might be too old to go to work at like 4:30 30 right. in
1: the morning <laughs> huh yeah
0: but enough of my great things <laughs> do you have a a poem you prefer I,
1: to? sure uh, you know i have for our for our listeners at home or in their car i have a bunch of notebooks and printed out things spread out in front of me and no plan of what I'm going to read when, oh. which is what I've always done. I
0: can also mention that I also happen to have uh, two books that were not, or chapbooks that were not mentioned in your uh,
1: yeah uh,
0: bio. Hot, Bright Oyster, <laughs> which was Bone Tax Press. That was me, yeah. Oh, that was Bone Tax Press was Ross. And...
1: Want to say how I feel yeah, and, be and be done, done with, with it, forever. it forever
0: Which I went through again last night And that moved me greatly Oh, thank um, you And it's just Ross Robinson. Yeah
1: Oh, wow, you got one of the early copies
0: I, Yeah, and you signed it, too I
1: did Yes <laughs> Well, at any rate um, So the new book, like I said Is called The Book of Definitions And how about I open appropriately enough With the first poem from the collection Flyleaf, a blank page at the beginning or end of a book. Not marred by ink of text, blank stretch where I scratch your number. Just before the title, before colophon, or after denouement has come, or not come. This night, a hole in a thin black dress sock, a sliced almond's dust bunny crown on the linoleum. I drink a slow glass of tap water. I clear my throat.
0: Sliced almond...
1: A sliced almond's dust bunny crown.
0: (laughs) That is, uh...
1: My dirty kitchen floor.
0: (laughs) Worst wonders from poetry.
1: How about a few more, uh, I'll read a few more definition poems, and then I'll read some other newer stuff, and sound Just good? A
0: question. Yeah. look yeah. the definitions. Yes. So it is a, every poem is a definition? In like?
1: a sense, yeah. Every The title of every poem is a word followed by a sort of succinct definition of that word. I got a lot of the definitions out of like a, a 1904 Vest Pocket Dictionary. I, I collect dictionaries, because why wouldn't I collect dictionaries? Yeah, of course you
0: would. You're not, you're not poetry. <laughs> I mean, that's how I would uh, I would just go through a random, like, yeah. random one dictionary that I would just go through. And mm-hmm. I never graduated to looking through all the other ones. I
1: probably should have. <laughs> well, I just really loved this dictionary because they... Boiled all of the definitions down just as to be as brief as possible because you know they wanted to fit as much as they could into this little tiny vest pocket book. So, um, yeah, like immerse to engage deeply, and anyway, yeah, all I can seem to find for examples are the longer definitions. So, well, that's fine, <laughs> anyway. Just...
0: I was just wondering about... Since I have not seen the book yet, I was wondering about the motif. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and, well, yeah, the poems, they're more than just, like, definitions. I guess some of them, they just sort of are, like, inspired by the word that's the title. Or maybe some of them it's a little more obtuse. It
0: sounds like a nice way to actually have a theme running and you can kind of go in different directions. Yeah. I was just... And that reminded me, I was just thinking today about uh, Clyde Barker wrote Books of Blood mm. and a number of the stories aren't even uh, violent, yeah. which actually is not how it's supposed to be if you read the first story. But, <laughs> but I mean, it was like he wanted to write a bunch of disparate tales yeah. that had different uh, moods. And, and then, you know, having a, ha- having a loose theme like this, you can work a whole bunch of stuff into it. Yeah,
1: and you know... I started writing these poems back in 2013, and um, I finished the manuscript in 2022. And uh, I mean, over that much time, it sort of takes on a life of its own, and uh, goes in, like you said, goes in a lot of different directions. <clears throat> and yeah, I've worked really hard on this this book, and uh, I'm very proud of it. So. You know, good. yeah, it feels it feels good to put something out in the world that I'm this excited about. Yeah, so, you know, it's probably going to be the book that makes me world famous, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants experimental poetry. It's not all, I mean, it's not really that oh, experimental. Oh, it's kind of a big thing. Yeah, in Portland, right? People.
0: No, know. I was thinking about the... Um national book award oh yeah like uh, I don't know I've been out of it the last couple years but I think uh, Whereas came close to winning and that was very experimental was Mm -hmm. a Native American author
1: yeah she
0: lost to uh, Frank Beidart who's kind of I mean it's kind of it's kind of like how the grammy or award shows work where they give the award to someone who's been around forever. Yeah. But he was his stuff is experimental. Oh yeah. You know. So
1: it's it's uh yeah.
0: But they've kind of, you know, that's kind of been a messing with form like that.
1: Yeah. It's uh I I like I like to play around with form actually. Not so much in this collection, but you know
0: but, I mean, you're building like, with a form and a sense. Yeah. It's, it's all definitions.
1: And it's nice to have a form to sort of work against, because I like to break rules more than I like to follow them. Not just in my writing, it seems, but, like, in my whole life. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about I read another one of yes, these? Yes, let's, let's read another one. Let's <laughs> um, rivet. A short metal pin for joining two plates. If the joining together was the confluence of lines furrowed in an old brow, beaten eggs in a stone bowl, wire would whisk away these several days until one was anthologized. Cannons would, like wood, come bust these doors little angry chains A milk bowl's ring on porcelain To smile is really nothing small Its ample heart-adhesive stick Thus stuck, we dimpled two would sip the cup of kind white light Wow Yeah Hmm So some of the last pieces I, I wrote. Do you want me to read a really long piece? Oh yeah, it, that,
0: that's totally fine. We, we have, <laughs> we have. Uh, yeah.
1: All right then. Well, yeah. this is. Um, these are some of the last. This this is like probably the last piece I finished for the book, and it's um, called Opiate, a narcotic drug, and it's um, in twenty two parts. So, and it begins with the the quote. Uh, Everybody loves secrets. That's why you are here, Mary Rufal One. Loneliness makes me pliable. My voice's imperceptible shift from un to sure is water run down a maple tree's moss, drunk, On punches too rummy to toss the baby with the bath. I'd stick the tail on the path at hand, The matter lost in a milky wash. Oxycontin flushed the face and mind plum raw With forgetting's friction. Fire sale down at the party store. Plastic tchotchkes for a Friday. Save the date from a night with me hovering nightly right at knowing some new something to say about the weather the time is there time to split a hair's yolk to the matter's heart's marrow bone or the calcium weave of a shell's crack crying the dropped stitch blues palpable intangibility claws the kitchen door some sweet treat pours black smoke from the stove. Let me tell you a story. Two, standing on 82nd Avenue, cars were slipping past into eternity. Smooth white milk pouring endlessly down a mountain whose voice boomed from a cave. Drink be quenched forever. My eyes lit up my head undulant jelly roll, tacky like glue. I would dance ecstatically toward my grave, lush grass spreading, thighs cooing, come, come, come. It wasn't time to climb, all gangly limbs and simple longing to a throne I had no designs on. But someone said, it's time now, son. And who was I to argue? I was the king, or so they said. Alas, my duty called. Three in defense of dissociation. The sleeve of soft light's bend, bends down the nose's tip. A shoes lip of a sudden where the eyes are fixed, insistent end wish. Grown unable to not charade, All is charade, self adhesive smile, box of twenty. Cruelly certain hand to pin you, like a shove, except sustained. Fear has paled to gray the lines your mouth's life's work had made around itself, its sour sound. Another day, lungs gushed steam, what hung too long. Once that breath unfogged, it seemed, some seed then plugged in dirt would fruit, or else your tongue's twist might uncurl. Either, both. You'd swallow pills to swallow you. Belly would swell beyond a beer gut, eyes still stilled by that selfsame shoe, by its perpendicularity, by its way away from you. You, already slipping back, the moment that would not be unben. To wit, his hand to show what is smooth can too be hard as mercy is not, began to build the walls you'd thrash at when your sweat got hot and steady. He in view of only him, his mirrors, and you, then took and took and took you you unshape much of mulch called past seeped into now and now unmoor four seems a cinderings afoot sore sight for eyes my past a fanged flower hisses turn the other way to think too long invites calumny life spent in a tent is it rain is it needles The pine trees pine, too, and say so. Lovely rush. Warm warning not to be, yet freed of this will be your lot. A lot of many have tried. Soft needles still clatter, bruiseless impact on canvas. Oh, sleep. Five. Comprehension's soft bloom ellipses its way into you. Caught unawares when consumed of a sudden. Mostly green, even cold green. It comes on smooth, then a bolt. Your life is not your life. Crept in through cracks by little, by lot, will you see the spoon and work the works a clean second? Oh, into the ditch, aloof, then icy eyed, you ply an art called quiet inside. I'm, we may, we may, bleh, stuttering. We may skip some of this. I, uh, I'd forgotten just how long some of these are. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll skip or, skip a few here and there. It's up to you. Yeah, I think we'll we'll jump forward to Nine. <clears throat> nine. Lonely matter seeks its level. A milky wash to be dissolved in. One hundred oxycontin cottons, a slowing parade at illogical conclusion. Call it my mid-twenties. Strewn palm to palm, it's become my history. Matters of practicality, of slinking off to be undone, conspired with shame to quiet me a spell. Now I wake, heartbreak contaminate. The cliche can, so it does. Symbol via simple image, the train slowly crosses river, slowly river carves its way. The way is long, the longing is a train, intently trained on being present. 10. The train's clack passes dark on dark, ditch choked in ivy rats cannot pass. You tell yourself, let past stay past. To reenact it's its own consequence. Logic is not a friend for certain, Nor is it a foregone foe. Conclude, then, as you will. Sealed for all time in cold amber, A blood drip just beyond Your pitch-caught lip's reach. Fading out, you'll just miss out When death's hot hand Finger-fucks you and yours. Gasp and bite the aforenamed lip. I mentioned above the blood and it. You shiver tits up, waiting for the slip, for God to end the wait and fill the gladdest hearts with blooming yes. Got a lot of wait, waiting yet.
0: Sorry, I was finding that very amusing, but that's not <laughs> actually amusing when you think
1: about it. <laughs> not the really. experience yeah. is kind of terrible. <laughs> um, Twelve. Lunchtime at Paranoia Park. What's known's no rascal worth pursuit. Your eyes wet blots are tissue daubs preserved for all time by, well, no one. No one has thought to fossilize your often cottoned sorrows. Comes always on unceasingly the day, its myriad asterisks. You have to breathe to stay unskinned within your bones, your blood. Elsewise, all is funeral fits and crematorium dreams. Hazy diptych, the me right now, what's next a must, dim summed up facts whose stacked mass means no lunge for sky. Foreign and will be the fathoms of cannot fathom, bottomlessly distant, down till sight fails, frenzy, stripping pigeons' necks nude, what's remaindered is, to an eye, spit wet, stupid fucking birds I hiss, ever the starry-eyed poet, murkily come on the days, so too come on the nights, time's mindless stomp is a rhythm worth my time. Meantime, here's an unfine singer, his voice as smooth as just slit wrists. This brick paved park, fistingly unsoft or sweet. My paltry and dwindling store of grip is a burst of gush fit to get fucked. And I do. I do. <laughs> okay, so that
0: one's amusing too, but yeah. not, not, as the, not quite as depressing.
1: Yeah. Well, and just, you know, a little side note here. Um, when I wrote most of, I, yeah, when I wrote most of these pieces, I was, it was when I was homeless. Um, my husband and I had ended up on the streets at the at the low point of our addiction. <clears throat> and um, so a lot of these pieces, you know, I, I feel like some of it is maybe kind of coded. (laughs) Well, not kind of coded. A lot of it is coded. And um, a lot of it is coded because it was the... At the time, it was the only way I could really even approach the subject of everything that had happened and was still happening was was in that coded and masked sort of way because the pain and... the horror of everything happening in my life at that time, it was just it was too big to to try to address it directly. So yeah. No, that
0: makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. How about well let's skip forward to nineteen. We have traveled roads swollen with rain. Pain ran every finger like the greyhound chased the rabbit was a lie. You and I through too many struggles. Who would not break after such a long fight? Bone bowed under a stress test. Calcium graces giving way and way. A mute today. A rumored tomorrow. No soft river risen past the point when flood could carry away unscrubbed if only. Ring around the collar, the rosy. Bubo's climax with an angry gush. 20. The kind of day you dream and wake. A sweaty scream snuck past not feeling. It's called being numb, you say to you plunger has just hit home a moment with evening coming down light hyper real more present than me this glow drives home how every seen thing is more and less the same 21 everything is a light with life all lit as earth's steady rash of spin brings us exceedingly away from day and into night See that super golden glow dim down, click off. What moments back was all and every, some electric sentience turns up its palms. Next time, we'll get them next time. 22, A Plea. Let me sleep then, as winter does what it must and mustily do. I do long to see what is in about the inside of you. Your insides, they are swollen like just poured thick with milk cake. But I pray, do not break. Should it mean our ways must part, stay split. Please, love, don't you break. That's the end of that one. That's, that's how it ends? Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah. It's an odd poem. Well,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, I like it, but. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, that's kind of a moving ending, man. Well, mean. thank you. Please don't do not break. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's
0: hope, and yet, yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a hard time. But, um. Yeah, it was a hard time. We'll just leave it at that. Things are very good now, though, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> Things are it
0: great. Were, it was the hardest of times. It was, it's Now is the best of times. Yeah, yeah. At least we hope so.
1: I'm, we mentioned my Boston Terrier, Trisket at the beginning of the show. Nobody can be sad with Trisket around. Oh, that's
0: awesome. Yeah. Gets along with the cat very well.
1: Yes, yes. Oh. Um, the cat was already... An, an all grown up when we brought home this 10 week old Boston Terrier puppy who is just a little terror from day one I she has more energy than any animal I've ever seen in my life but um biscuit is the cat and Trisket is the the dog and biscuit's maternal side really came out so I, th- I think she still thinks Trisket is her baby
0: <laughs> which
1: is good because otherwise there's no way she would put up with her but yeah no, they're fun they uh Yeah, the world's greatest antidepressant is having a Boston Terrier around. I really believe that. So, (laughs) (laughs) how about some not definition stuff?
0: Sure. Yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah.
1: So, um, the project, the little manus, one of the manuscripts I'm working on right now. It's still pretty early on in the process, but it's um. It centers around a character named Sor, Sore, S O R E, or sometimes a S O A R, um, mostly S O R E. But it's uh, yeah, it's these poems about Sore and the story of Sore, and uh, yeah. So maybe I'll read you one yeah, of those. Dual thing. Yeah. So, like I said, this is all pretty. A lot of them are kind of early. Uh, drafts still, or at least that's what the excuse You're I'll make. First
0: to <laughs> I'm talking Earth. The early drafts of Ross uh, Ross. Right.
1: Soar can write slowly. He can make time an ally. They swing their swords in tandem arcs toward the yawning white expanse high on fire and in a hot blink, Soar seeps back through the membrane of the moment. He stands over slow water, drops an apple stone, the hungry gulp. What if my head, he thinks, trails off? He'd be down every stream at once, the cool, quiet, growing colder, groaning like a staircase's ghost in the late dark. Soar is thinly marred. If you look close, you see the skin, the soporific seep. While on the river, a smiling man fights to stand on skis. The boat sends off twin waves. They race along Soar's arms, his goose flesh washed away. Sore is in the dim womb. A blinds-drawn room where fans file down the sharper sounds. Applause drawn on too long becomes a burning house, family, lawn. Same uncrumpling paper smoothed to ash. Hmm. So, that's that. <laughs> I mean, it's not all that, but, you know.
0: The source kind of—that uh, was kind of a more optimistic one.
1: Yeah, you know, um, this is what a thing to happen. That was
0: soar more like S O S O A R.
1: Yes, yeah, so, yeah, maybe you know, somewhere in the middle there.
0: You know, the, the guys on the water skis is walking on water.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, I will throw. A
1: <laughs> this is a difficult thing to admit, but you know, I'm—I'm um, I'm not a—I'm not so cynical and. Pessimistic as I used to be, and which is great for every aspect of my life, other than it's—it has been strange with my writing. Yeah. Because I feel like it's difficult to be optimistic and write poetry at the same time.
0: Well, I mean, (laughs) for me, (laughs) it might have been Martin Amis who said this, but it was—he said something like, "It might not have been him." that Tolstoy was the only one who could make happiness swing on the page.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Maybe it was, because he was so dour in the first place. <laughs> it didn't matter. But, but it, it is hard to like, yeah, especially if you're not pulling a Thomas Hardy and making things happy just to set you up for the, <laughs> the terrible <laughs> thing that's going to happen later on.
1: Yeah. I mean, the world we're living in. I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but it's kind of dreary here lately. Um, it's pretty grim.
0: Well, there are some bad things happening in the world. Yeah. And I mean, there's some things you can worry about too.
1: And that would be true regardless of when this was recorded or broadcast really. Yeah. The world always, is, there's always yeah.
0: something you're worried about, but like so, sometimes it seems it's a lot worse than yeah. other like, Yeah.
1: The doomsday clock is a little bit closer to midnight sometimes than others. Yeah, and, and I think it's
0: kind of close right now.
1: Yeah. Tick, 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 tick. We, yeah, They uh, might be doomed, but I always knew I was doomed, so nothing new. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, you, you end up dying anyway. So.
1: It's true. It's true. Hmm.
0: But uh, happiness, too, is inevitable. <laughs> That's uh, Albert Camus, I think. I and like that. Yeah, I think he wrote that, so or he noted that
1: yeah I'm reminded of um oh and I can't remember his name who wrote happiness uh, pronoia is the parad- the the antidote to paranoia is about how the pronoia the belief that the universe is conspiring to shower you with blessings secretly conspiring to shower you with blessings.
0: yeah that kind of seems like more like uh pronoia is kind of a religion.
1: Eh, yeah, not really. Kinda. No. Just, it's, I mean, blessings is such a loaded word, but I guess sure. it's really just about, you know, I don't know. This all sounds a little bit too much like the secret and the power of positive thinking, but...
0: Well, I mean, the thing is, is that it's... People also just notice what's there. Yeah. Like, they don't notice, or they don't notice what's there. They often know. They... See one thing, and then they start noticing it happening mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. When it was already happening, they just didn't notice it before. I think that's what I meant to say. Yeah. You know, but like. Uh, There's
1: also this idea that you know the the part of your life that you focus on and give energy to is the part that grows, and and uh, so you know when you focus on those positive parts of your life and work toward that part of your life, then it just naturally your life is filled with more more positive energy, I guess. I, I think
0: that's probably <laughs> true to a certain extent. I think there's there's limitations to that yeah, at the same yeah. time. I
1: mean some if someone does something horrible to you, you know, that well, you that's kind be, of outside of you, your you positivity. Could
0: be, you could also be stuck in a bad time for yourself. Yeah. A situation.
1: But well, but I really had this I really had this sort of epiphany at one point in my life, at the lowest point in my life, where my, my husband and I were, when we were living in a tent in a park, shortly before we finally managed to get off the street, and I had this realization that I was, in that moment, the happiest I had ever been in my entire life. Wow. Because um, everything superfluous, everything unnecessary and all the all the noise you know all the background noise of my life just sort of fell away for that moment and I realized that in this moment I am I'm here with this person I love and as long as as we love each other and take care of each other there is no reason for me to be sad I have nothing right now, I my life is a wreck, and it doesn't matter, because all I have is this moment I'm in, and in this moment, I, I'm happy. And, um, you know, obviously I don't remain in this this epiphany at all times, you know, no. like... When I get on the bus and it smells like someone has like died and they've been stuffed under a seat somewhere for a month and a half and nobody has noticed, a little harder to feel so rosy-cheeked at that, that moment maybe, but
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> overall, I, it, it, I, I don't know, I, that day, my whole life changed that day, in a sense, in, in re- no, really, and uh, I, yeah, I've been happier ever since.
0: Wow, that is a very strong moment and epiphany.
1: Yeah. And it sounds, it's really even kind of hard to explain how how profoundly it affected me, because it sounds so obvious, like, oh, I can choose in any moment whether I well, want that's to. Not,
0: that's not exactly it. Yeah, it was
1: so much more than that, that's yeah. That's more
0: like, a, there's like a, I don't know if you ever read Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man by James Joyce.
1: I, you know I read it a long time ago used,
0: I mean epiphany is kind of a, a loaded catholic term mm-hmm. but he used it and there's a there's a section at the end of like it's like a paragraph or two at the end of like the fourth section or fourth chapter and these chapters these sections are like hundreds of pages mm-hmm. but like uh, uh, thankfully the sentence, sentence, and sentence is not long as opposed to like other novels that yeah. he wrote um, where Stephen Daedalus is at this beach and he sees this girl his age and she turns to him and it's like he and he has this epiphany of what he needs to do for the rest of his life and mm-hmm. it's like she sees it too and then she turns away and he's hmm. like wandering that beach for hours afterward but the thing is he realizes he's going he has to be an artist mm-hmm. And it's like his moment, his life just changed like that. And it's just him on a beach with a girl he doesn't even know,
1: huh.
0: and just random people around. I don't even know if any of his friends or so-called friends were there. Hmm. And that's that's kind of what you had in a, in a yeah. sense. Except there was more. There was a little more connection to other people.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I, it's. And that's. It's still, you know, I. I, I am happiest when I'm just letting go of things outside of me and trying to just be in the moment that I'm in. I wish it was easier, because <clears throat> it's not something you can always do, Well, there's things
0: you gotta plan for. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's true. Well, what, what super positive thing can I read after that?
0: <laughs>
1: it? Um, or just... how about this oh, I didn't. <laughs> who laughs last the cigarettes a grinning skull my teeth the sign of speech to come its sound aligns in space across your ear hello no kiss can cross this solemn bridge in time to beat the blow up kid In paste across the looming screen, Confusion turns to masterpiece. Dirty street where poverty Defoliates the world tree. What was its name? A magic spell that curls the root And sprouts each branch. How generations cry, then sing A blessing for a normal day. We do not live in humdrum times phones and cars erase the sky but i cannot deny their worth come with me into this morning where crows and scrub jays proudly scream they know what a day can mean their decisive steps sketch the way do you know the way to where we all become pure sound and light I raise the blinds and look toward a place I do not know. Hmm. I wrote that this month. I guess October. This 30 day calendar period. (laughs) Hmm. So that's pretty new. Raise the
0: blinds and look on, on some place you don't know. I
1: raise the blinds and look toward a place I do not know.
0: So you still do the inner rhyme thing sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like sounds. (laughs) Well, sounds,
0: yeah, well, I mean, I would hope so. Most poetry
1: is like that. One of the most, one of the hardest things to me is... um,
0: That would be interesting, though. So a poet that, unconcerned with sound whatsoever.
1: I've been to some open mics uh, where where I've encountered some...
0: Maybe that wouldn't be that interesting.
1: (laughs) Interesting is not the word I'd use yeah, for it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe it's inter- the, like the ancient Chinese curse, and maybe you live in interesting times. Yeah, maybe you listen to interesting poetry.
1: It's <laughs> 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 oh, funny. Yeah, you caught the. Uh... That, that's where I, the, I, I, the humdrum times came from. I might
0: have uh, I might have actually done that. Yeah. I think I had a little period where I was trying to read with a robot voice. Someone <laughs> like, like eventually was like, you know, that's not really a, it's not really working. It.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since I read my stuff to anyone, so I might sound a little robotic tonight. I'm not sure. You can't sound robotic. Oh, good. Doesn't. No, you don't. Good, good. Compliment me. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Huh. You know, if I would ever just... Just one time, when I'm on Talking Earth, maybe I could plan what I was going to read beforehand a little more.
0: this is kind of Walt's Walt's show. Okay. And, you know... Planning, He would plan, but sometimes it would go out the window, so... Chaos is good. It's okay. It, it, it depends what kind of chaos.
1: Well, there, this also kind is okay.
0: De- dead air chaos is not good. <laughs> Born chaos.
1: No, none of that. You know. Let's see. Oh, here we go. This is one of the newest things I've written. In the park, there is an owl who shits on a tent... There is a mud hole crowned in leaves. A compact car with three flat tires and always blackened foil. Cut straws. The flood has begun a rush to drain the city of blood and roses droop the live-long day away.
0: Uh, that is definitely the Portland I see.
1: Yeah, it's getting better out there. Is it? It's getting better.
0: Yeah, I guess I I don't know. It's a, it's very interesting when I'm on the the first max of the day.
1: Oh yeah, it's. You
0: know, but it, it it is kind of getting better. It used to be like they would get stopped all the time because someone was smoking something that is kind of not the best thing to be smoking yeah. for other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Although I guess I mean smoking anything, you probably I don't know.
1: I uh, you know, I'd rather somebody smoke fentanyl in my ear than smoke a joint right next to me. But I'm weird, so.
0: Well, I'm just thinking like the, which is more dangerous. But then like the tobacco, like, tobacco might be the one that might be. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure of this. <laughs> I do, I do know I always claim that you know like uh, nicotine is the most add- addictive substance on the planet it's a tough one but I just like saying that because there's like a old science fiction book I read where it's about a uh, inter- interstellar drug ring and it's like about <laughs> them you know like they basically are picking up a they're trading with human beings like this human family. at least in Montana that, that they're like leaving their like uh, cigarettes and their pouch tobacco there, and they're getting stuff from these sulfur-breathing uh, aliens. Oh wow! And the thing about it is, is sulfur is solid in our you know. Yeah. It's if you're breathing sulfur, you're much hotter. So when they used the tobacco, it's like. They, f- they have it frozen, quotation marks, because it's huh. our temperature, and then they, then they put it in a room, and it, it unfreezes really quickly, and you breathe it in, and you're just hooked, period.
1: <laughs> That's odd. <laughs> so, Do you remember the name of this book? Ice
0: World. It's by Hal Clement.
1: Interesting. He's
0: not the best writer. He's, uh,
1: this he's, A little bit he, of a Kilgore Trout situation?
0: Oh, uh, maybe. I mean, maybe <laughs> Vonnegut-based Kilgore Trout and Hal Clement. <laughs> Well, like uh, I mean, I'm sure he knew of them because he wrote a bunch of books. Like, there's another one called Mission to Gravity, is about these centipedes going across the world. That's like three G's at one end. I can't remember which, is the equator or the, uh, and it's three eight hundred G's at another. G's. Yeah, it's it's like looks like a pancake, and the main reason the story is that the. The centipedes who can survive on this planet because they're centipedes, mm. and they're structured, but they have the fear of falling and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm talking all this stuff about science fiction, but whatever.
1: <laughs> um, I like sci-fi. Uh,
0: but yeah, they they just have their own like uh, they have to go get. Uh, something that human beings were using to study the world... Okay. ...to try to figure out anti-gravity. hmm And because the human beings can't survive, the they the G part.
1: No, that wouldn't go so well. Yeah,
0: so, uh, so they have, like, this... That's kind of the whole plot. And it's, hmm. like, from the point of view of the centipedes.
1: Hal Clement.
0: Yeah, Hal Clement. He's actually, like, a Boy Scout, kind of. Like, his stuff is, like, actually... I read Mission to Gravity after I read uh, Cormac McCarthy's Blood Meridian. I right? just
1: reread that. Oh, you should.
0: Well, then you should read Mission to Gravity or Ice World. <laughs> okay. This will make you feel better about the universe. <laughs> we are not at war yeah. with all the space aliens. So, <laughs> no, we're just at war with the inanimate universe. Yeah. You know,
1: especially yeah. Mission to
0: Gravity, because you'll be you'll be sympathetic to like you know, like ten <laughs> centimeter centipede that's intelligent. Yeesh.
1: Yeah, after uh, after finishing Blood Meridian for the second time, I, I needed some cheering. Yeah, that out. is a
0: depressing—it's a great book, but its yeah.
1: <clears throat> Oh, I Actually, you know, the most depressing part of reading it for me is that I'll never be able to write like him.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> read No Country for Old Men, and then you'll be fine.
1: I loved that book, too, though. Oh, uh, let's not get into it. I'll just—I'll shut up <laughs> now.
0: Well, let's, let's have me read a poem, and I, I can go on my little tangent some other time. <laughs> Yeah, let's not turn this into bookstab. All
1: right, all right. (laughs) Let's see here. How about I'll read... I could play the hits. I can... um, Do you want to hear my favorite poem I've ever... Yes! You may have heard it before.
0: I hope so, but we'll see.
1: Plastic, easily shaped or molded. Under pressure I am rock, plastic in a kiln, only slow, like hard honey. We ride this wave, a data burst, tells a flip phone things it just can't hear. All that static burning off like sugar, blown speakers roaring in a cave so black, it is beautiful. Like Christ, I must carry my weight. Sand down a bone, call it art or call out nothing. A redaction. So many rains spent feeding ghosts. So many leaves spent blowing away. To pass the when from pink and blue to soil and ash. No more cigarettes. No more silence. It is an ocean And absolutely everyone is drowning in love letters and emojis, in gushing prose and in the static again. After long enough, even the universe is temporary. Or maybe not. I can't hear it. Like trying to swallow the infinite, we are just not built that way. You picture a number that storms the horizon, its countless little feet, But really, it is so small, it winds down forever. It is abstract, chaotic, like the shape of cum. I used to dream a composite city, now it is just houses and dark. I used to pray for proof, now I am clenching my jaw, clutching a dead daffodil, gentle as crepe, as I open my ears to the bright White noise. Hmm. That
0: is your favorite poem?
1: That I've written. That you've written? Maybe. I don't know.
0: I'm not sure.
1: I think so. I don't know. That might be my favorite thing I've ever written just because. I want
0: to say how I feel and be done with it forever.
1: Yeah, just, but not, I don't know. That's a
0: hard, I mean, yeah, that is a heartrending
1: one. A lot of myself in that one, you know? Yeah. Words. and uh, just the whole experience of self-publishing it and uh, reading it around the city and just a lot of wonderful memories got a lot of great memories with poetry in this city
0: you know needs need to make a comeback
1: yeah, that's true <laughs> alright, how about another definition poem Sure. mortality, death aka on missing being young little clench apple core bitten through woody rub on tooth elicits shiver goosebump neck crawl it's not as if i am almost dead i just crippled feet torn fascia missing puzzle piece chewed by the dog the whole picture is fucked by one mangled inch hobbled A shopping cart with one wonky wheel, the harder pushed, the more I will wobble. Shortcut passes cardboard, cat bones, pattern in detritus. There be demons here. Muddy needles, ashes, cans, bag overhead, shopping bags. See, it's not that the universe is expanding into pre-existing space. Rather, space itself is expanding pushing galaxies apart. Also, my groaning eye, macula, unknitting sight from sight, browning banana, empty space. Blowing on cold coals, the room is dark. Sweaty palms held out, we shuffle, and when we touch, it is a kind of prayer. I have traveled countless miles, not knowing who you would be when I arrived.
0: Wow, that's like about... I mean, there's all the metaphors of... Not uh, metaphors, the visions of uh, the universe mm-hmm. expanding. And then the end of it is about, you know, the reach of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that we don't even see what things are like mm-hmm. that far away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That image really... That concept really stuck with me about <clears throat> space itself expanding. <clears throat> it's, it's still, it's a difficult thing to wrap one's head around, you know?
0: No, it is. It's just like,
1: <laughs> I mean, we can look at stars in the sky and they've already exploded. Yeah. Yeah. The, the world, the universe is, uh, it's know. big, you know? It's very big. <laughs> I, um, I, I I spent a lot of time thinking about the scale of everything and, you know, there, when I was younger I, I felt kind of overwhelmed by and discouraged by just how enormous everything is, and I, I, it's like I took that as a good reason to feel insignificant, and but I don't think of it that way anymore. I'm more just, I see it as being really beautiful. And uh, it's just, you know, the, the great mystery of whatever this thing is that we're doing here. And yeah, it's
0: just, I mean, there's so much stuff we don't know. Yeah. yeah. That it feels like it's, a, I mean, you can feel insignificant, and, or you can be, like, just amazed at how mm-hmm. odd and how much is there already. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and what a gift be able to be alive in the first place that was uh, that was maybe a big part of that whole epiphany we talked about before too was just realizing you know uh, what if this is the one life that I get do I do I really want to spend my one life being a pessimist all the time and just expecting the worst
0: I mean it could be worse you could Nietzsche's Nietzsche's eternal return where you start doing the same <laughs> thing over and over yeah but even then his hope is that someone will
1: hmm.
0: accept it and go on happily
1: yeah if I yeah I've, I've actually I've pondered that a lot as well and I think we might just live the same life over and over eternally it, it makes sense to me on some level and if that's I mean if that is the case it's not like I'll ever truly know that that you know, or well maybe I will who knows maybe you get like a little porky pig like that's all folks right at the end and then some Some mm. g- god oh. grabs you by the scruff of your neck and it's like you get to go do it all again woo yeah now you
0: don't know
1: and just throws you back back to the beginning I think I like that that image of it sort of uh <laughs> A prankster god. Hmm. How much time do I have to read another piece? That will be how I decide which uh, one I should. I, I decided on one. One
0: Wait, poem. Well, why do you have two? Not
1: the twenty-page poem at the end, though.
0: Probably not. <laughs> um, I mean, I would have to cut other stuff
1: out. I have two, but one of them really short. Um. How long is the
0: other one? Twenty pages.
1: Thirteen or fourteen lines here.
0: Oh I'll do two, okay. two of them. Okay. both I mean we're not talking okay. about like 20 okay.
1: inch balls. No, no, no. Yeah. Um so, ma- I
0: mean I did I did I only cut this line out right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Materiality of being material or pesky skin for Michelle Marcy Nibulzi. Marcy's a dear friend of mine, and I hope that I can get her to listen to this so she'll hear me calling her out. She's amazing. Materiality. The fact of a body, as if bodying meant skin, wrapped any limb limbed in brittle light, because it could, and should. Felt right, but feeling was a fuzzy thing. A caterpillar's brightest ring, alighting where it can, and must, the mildew of ten foxed old books. It's the cancer to kill the cure, the force that through the cat's paw drives the claw, a reason to get into bed, to get back out again. Lackadaisical, carelessly lazy. This bitter is its own, a dandelion on your tongue. Its milk saps taste all day. I wanted you to see the crows outside my window. Ramona waved her tail. The desk spilled papers. White wash bled from the uninked margins. Glum to pick them up, ash trays dripping cups, and apathy unlit the room. May was coming soon. One more short piece sure. to wrap it all, all yeah, up here. Let's wrap it up. I lied, I said two, but you there's are, three. You are
0: uh <laughs> and you are reading on uh Valentine's Day?
1: Yes, sure. yes, there will be the release party on Valentine's Day, and um, you know, more info to to uh, be announced. You can find me on all the social media.
0: Ross Robbins. Ross Robbins. And here with this last poem.
1: One last poem from the Book of Definitions.
0: Before space expansion. <laughs>
1: patricide the act of killing one's own father one i raise a rock like a cartoon teardrop bring it down hard pointy end first and plant it deep in god's golden brow light pours out like water on fire two in the street the mob is building statues just to tear them down.
0: And there you have it. (laughs) My guest tonight has been Ross Robbins. Thank Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah,
1: thank you for having me.
0: And I'd like to thank uh, the other members of Talking Earth. Uh, Dan Raphael, Barbara Lamaricella. I'd like to thank KBOO. Everyone support KBOO. And those new KBO 90.7 on your FM dial. KBO FM. Have a good night. Bye. Okay. The Talking Earth. Uh, Poet Walt Curtis with my engineer, uh, uh, Patrick Bocar And I hope you enjoyed this. I don't know. You've been listening to Portland. And, and, and listen. Th- this guy is magic, I think so.